Through the salty deep, where shipwrecks sleep, and fishes frolic at play. Not far from the underwater city that bustles in a cozy, homey grotto is where Sapala's story starts. The ocean, where Sapala grew up, is colder, though they would never know the difference. They've only known the ocean. Sapala, your eyes open. You're small. You think this might be a memory. You're in the orphanage, and around you, different kids are running around at play. In front of you, you have a book, a very familiar book, the one that your parents left you. And you're kind of thumbing through it, wistfully. You can hear the kids laughing. You never really got along with those kids. And you kind of were by yourself until today. Today, you hear a little voice that says, I'm Janice. Huh? Do you want to play? You mean me? Yeah, you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And he puts out his little hand towards you. He takes it. And he starts leading you. The world around you starts to ripple and wane like a candle flame that's caught in a breeze. And instead of him pulling you, it's you pulling him. And together you're running. You're out of the orphanage, into the open ocean. You're laughing boyishly, (laughs) excited by the genius of running away from the orphanage together. You're very proud of yourselves. And you start to go through a very thick sort of coral bramble. You remember this moment. The moon was high. And here on the ocean, it always looks like there's more than one moon because of the reflection. And as you're pulling Janice behind you, you suddenly realize your hand is empty. And you turn, and you look, and Janice is gone. And you're a little bit bigger. And there's only a note on the floor in front of you. And you're in the grotto all by yourself, surrounded by your many treasures. In the background of your mind, in the stream, this memory... You hear the echoes of laughter. You see the note in front of you, laying on the floor. Do you pick it up? I do. In your hands, it starts to turn into sand, which is really rather strange. And you wave your hand around as if to catch it. But instead, as you wave your hands around, you find yourself outside the grotto. You're swimming. You can hear ahead of you the sound of someone struggling in the water. And you swear it must be Janice. He only just left. You know he only just left. Do you swim towards the source? Absolutely. Paula swims towards the source, the light rippling. It's daylight now, somehow, from night to day. Ahead, you see a small body struggling in the water, tiny fingers grasping, flailing. It reaches a hand out towards you. I reach for it and grab it. You grab the hand, and you find that it's a very soft, tiny child's hand, and it's much smaller than your own. And you realize that this was the boy that you had rescued, but something's wrong. As he's drowning before you, he turns his face to look at you. His eyes, that were full of fear when this happened, appear to glow with an ethereal light. He opens his mouth, and rather than bubbles of drowning coming out, as it did when you first saw this happen, he looks at you and he says, And you instead find yourself sitting up, bolt upright in bed in the grotto, awake from this very strange dream. Oh boy. Um, wow. What does Apollo look like as he's sitting himself up in the grotto in his bed? 
Sapala would basically be breathing very heavy, running his hair out of his eyes, sort of looking around, confused at first, and then seeing the journal on, like, the makeshift side table by his bed and look at the the green leather book and just kind of open it to look at it, hoping, I think, because of this the confusion of the dream. Okay. What is he looking for? Anything. Anything written in it. It's the same as it's always been. He kind of just closes it and put it back and sits up, kind of wonders for a second. As Sapala is sitting there wondering, you hear also from the night table a voice. Other people might not hear this voice, but you hear this voice all the time. And it's a friend of yours. Good morning, Sapala. You look like you had a very scary dream. Should I fucking kill someone? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this <laughs> Don't care what happens the rest of this this backstory thing. Just this is this is the perfect moment. You know what? We're done. This is it. We're good. <laughs> we'll just wrap up for the night. We're good. Um Okay. And you know that it's your um, friend Sternbow who's a barnacle sitting on the table. <laughs> it is. And I um Sapala kind of looks at uh, Sternbow and um sort of just says, "Uh I think we're okay. Uh I don't really think you can um kill a dream." You you don't know what I'm capable of. I'm a very strong barnacle, as you know. The strongest around, Stern. Um but I'm okay. I just um I had a dream. It was about Janice again. That butthole. He went and left you. If I had arms, that guy would get strangled. <laughs> You're so sweet. Thanks, but, um, I think it's okay. Um, uh, anyways, uh, should probably get going. Uh, what, I don't even know what tide is it, anyways. Uh. It's early morning tide. Probably enough time to beat all the other treasure hunters to the latest spot. Is it that late already? Oh, jeez. I wanted to go extra deep in the ruins today. I better get ready. We'll get swimming, bucko. Sure. Give me a second. He kind of flits to the other side of the room with his little spit ability, as barnacles can do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just... And Sapala uh, <laughs> just sort of starts grabbing his, his stuff um, and his gear that he, he has for the day. And, and kind of just gathers himself up as, as best he can. So describe to us what Sapala looks like. Uh, Sapala is a male triton. Uh, he has sort of this, this seafoam green kind of scaled skin to him. Sort of a very off-white, almost tealish kind of hair. Um, and he's got these, these beautiful, almost um, coral pink kind of frills to his, his, uh, his fins. To his ears, to the fin on the top of his head, his forearms, his the back of his legs, between his digits and stuff, you know, fish accoutrement. And he's got sort of this very minimalist look about him. He's sort of got a very makeshift piece of armor, um, goes up his left arm and shoulder, sort of a gladiatorial sort of style. It's got pieces of old shipwreck, it's got um, with rope and uh, a chunk of coral and a, a nice shell that kind of goes over part of his, his, um, his breast. Um, other than that, he's very minimalist. He wears sort of, uh, sarong, um, kind of a short sarong that goes above the knees, um, around his waist, um, for very basic sense of modesty and kind of, uh, swimming ability and has like these sort of sandals, um, when he has to like walk on the ocean floor. Oh, and he, um, he has a 
spiral shell necklace he puts around his neck. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. So Safala starts getting ready to get his morning started. Sternbow kind of hovers around you, almost like a butterfly, just waiting for you to be ready. All right, all right, I'm hurrying. Stern, I'm sorry. Give me a second. One. One second is up. Wee And flutters around you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You're always so selfish. Come on. <laughs> all right, and he grabs his, his short sword and kind of puts it on his waist and uh, grabs a, a small pouch. He pulls a good berry out and he pops it. Takes a quick second to chew it and swallows and goes, All right, I'm ready for the, for the day. Let's get going. All right. And he kind of hooks himself onto your belt, essentially. Uh, he's a little bit shellfish and he's a bit, little bit lazy. He, uh, he would rather hitch a ride on you than try to swim after you. He just kind of got this, like, little rock he, like, makeshifts on and, like, secures it on for him to, like, kind of attach to. Yeah. Um, I mean, for now, he's he's not sessile yet. He's, I don't think he's old enough, but he's getting there, so. Yeah. Let's go, best buddy. All right, here we go. Um, and I will just go to move to leave the grotto. So you leave the grotto, which is full of various who's-its and whatnots and, and knick-knacks and all sorts of brick and brack that you found uh, as you scrounged throughout the ocean to survive, basically. And you make your way towards the area where there tends to be lots of shipwrecks and lots of old ocean runes left over from cities that um, that were long before you. Why don't you give me an athletics check to see how quickly you get there? I have a- athletics. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have muscle mass. Let's see how much. <laughs> Not awful. Okay. Um, uh, it's a seven and a three. That's a ten. Okay. I mean, you you appear to be in no rush. You kind of leisurely make your way there. Uh, probably not as fast as Sternbow would have wanted, but you get there in your own time. Uh, probably stop to smell some glowing algae or something on your way that that was pretty and got distracted here and there. And... Oh yeah. <laughs> Easily distracted by the shiny things. It's easy. But you start heading deeper towards the old ruins of a city that used to be there. And you often find various land people things there. Uh, you have had a lot of luck here in the past, uh, although right now it does seem like it's a little picked over in the initial area. Uh, so you surmise you might have to go a bit deeper in order to find anything good today. Okay. Um, in that case, I'll look for... I guess I, I, I will go deeper than I have before, I guess, to kind of see what I could find. If I can find any kind of, like, broken down hovel I can kind of scour through or or like that. Sure. So you start swimming around these runes. Uh, it looks like these used to be some sort of a coral building at one point. They were carved out of a big reef that used to be here. And it has uh, old underground sort of um, caverns dug out underneath it. And this is where you start heading into one of these dug out underground caverns um, that were formed for the city for whatever purpose, possibly for shelters. You're not sure. Uh, if you want to know more, you could give me a history check if you like. Yeah, I got a one. What the hell? Let's see what happens. <laughs> I'm somewhat educated. Okay, that's actually not bad. That would be a 15. Okay. You know that this used to be a marrow grove, where a lot of marrow had formed a city at one point before some of the more modern underwater cities. And this was abandoned at some point, um, either due to, you know, over farming or something to that idea, but they just moved on. Like, nothing bad happened here, they just didn't like the city anymore and left. 
Okay, so there wasn't some sort of like well-known un- oceanic tragedy or something like that, or some sort of Kraken-esque kind of no, like. No, this is not a, a a tragic place. It's just an old place that outlived its purpose. Okay, that's that's a nice change of pace, honestly. <laughs> um, so you saw sw- you swim deeper into these grottos. Um, why don't you give me a perception check? That I can do. Let's see. Okay, that's good. Um, perception, there's a number attached to that. Uh, 21. Alright, so you're looking around, uh, and you know to be cautious, because oftentimes in these underground burrows, sometimes um, sea life, different manners of sea life make their homes. You don't want to disturb anybody, you're not impolite. You're pretty focused on getting through here and looking to make sure you don't see anything that might hurt you. You get a sensation that you you feel like you caught the movement of something in one of the smaller pathways leading, like, a branch offshoot leading, you know, as part of the cave. You swear you see, like, a small thing of movement, but, like, it's hard to tell because the shadows down here are a little bizarre. Small like a seahorse or small like the like a like a like a sword the movement itself was small uh the size of the movement is undetermined okay it was just a very quick motion but it seemed organic it didn't seem like a rock falling or something it seemed organic okay how far would i have been from the shadow it was about 10 feet in front of you okay um sapala will pull out a short sword and kind of back up about five feet hello Anyone there? You call out, and you say, who's there? And a voice calls back, a female voice, and she says, I should be asking you for you trespass on my home, Triton. Does it sound like I'm understanding animal speech, or like a a Triton? Yes, it does sound like you're understanding animal speech. Okay, Um, in that case, I will put my short sword away. I take a breath for a second, almost like I'm more relieved that it's some unknown animal versus a person. Um, I just go, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disturb your uh, your home. I was just passing through looking to scavenge a few things. As you watch ahead of you, as you talk, you start to see a shape kind of peel itself off the wall with multi-arms kind of moving out in a snake-like fashion. And you see from some small space... A large octopus pulls herself free of a crevice on the right side of the wall, and she sprawls herself massively now into this space, taking up the whole of the of the hallway ahead of you, essentially. She is uh, a giant octopus. Oh, okay. Um, so this isn't like a just a, uh, an octopus filling itself with water to like puff itself up. This is a oh, actual no. giant. She okay. is a giant octopus. Okay, okay. She's um she's purpley in color with very large yellow eyes. She seems extremely intelligent. I just sort of stare at her for a second, kind of smile and go, "Wow, you're beautiful." Um. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Um, I didn't mean to disturb your your home. Um. If it's too much trouble, I can always go around. It is no trouble. But to enter my home, you must pay a toll. What sort of toll? Have you brought me food as an offering? Oh, sure. I can offer you food. And um, he reaches into his pouch of good berries. Okay. Um, and he'll pluck a couple out. And he'll sort of just, I, I want to say toss, but the physics of underwater. So, like, kind of, like, shush them in, like, her direction. 
Okay. Wave waft them over, I get uh no, because you know what? I can use shape water, so like I'll use shape water like make them move push them a little closer to her. Um as I back up another five feet just to out of respect. Okay. Um and just go, um these should sustain you. Um they'll definitely make you feel full for about a day. Um, uh give me a persuasion check. Sure. As you know, druids are known for their charisma. <laughs> Yes, as are giant octopi. <laughs> uh, persuasion. Not not animal handling, right? Persuasion? Mm, yeah, you're speaking to her, so I'd say it's persuasion. Fair enough. That's a 13. It beats her 7. Huzzah! So she the day eyes- is mine. <laughs> so she eyes this unfamiliar food that she is offered by you, and then puts out a tentative tentacle, wraps it around one of the berries in this water-made bowl, and uh, pops it beneath herself to where her mouth is. You kind of hear her, like, chewing, mulling over this. Uh, She makes a sound like, hmm, this is fine. You may pass, but be warned, I'm not the only one that lives here, so be careful where you tread, Triton. Oh, uh, of course. And uh, then she says, tell them. The lady of the home allowed you entry, if anyone bothers you. And she kind of climbs back up the right side of the wall and lodges herself back into this impossibly tiny crevice. <laughs> like, until all you can kind of see is, like, a few tentacles sticking out, as she was before. Octopi are amazing, first off. They are amazing. Um, <laughs> um, so Paula just kind of gives a, a kind of a bow and just goes, Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I promise I won't cause any trouble. Um, and he just sort of starts swimming forth. You hear a stern suddenly pipe up as you pass this this octopi. I almost shit my pants with that one. You don't wear pants, silly. But if I did, I would have shit them. Gracious the mouth on you. You've been spending too much time with sailors. I love those fucking sailors. They tell the best fucking stories. Clearly I know why we're going to get the explicit markage on this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> he has a sailor's mouth. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this is fair. He really does. Like uh, this is this is what's happening. This is what's happened. So, <clears throat> so Paula will just kind of s- smile at Stern and just kind of swim forth. And uh, he just says, "Don't worry. You know, I never let anybody eat you." That's true. You're my best friend, Sapala. Sapala's heart is full of love now. <laughs> All right, so you swim, a- you swim ahead into the the turns of these tunnels, and as you as you swim ahead, you start uh, coming across a larger tunnel that forks into two different directions. You have one that goes to the left and one that goes to the right. Which direction do you travel? Um, it kind of looks to stern and just says, "Well, we've got a left or a right. What do you think?" Well, you know me; I've always been a lefty. Okay, right, it is. Hey! <laughs> and Sapala travels to the right. <laughs> Last time we we went left, I almost got eaten, thank you. Well, look, you know, it's not my fault you don't have a protective shell. I mean, that's fair. Luckily, I'm fast, but still, you shouldn't have been so nasty to that tiger shark. He started it. Uh, and you guys swim uh, continually down this this pathway. You do only encounter, like, a few uh, smaller underwater life that they kind of scatter before you. You hear some crabs kind of scuttling along the sides of the 
the coral, you know, their little legs scraping. Um, nothing that seems to bother you very much. Uh, and you manage to get to the end that opens up into like a small offshoot of a room. And in this room appears to be piles and piles of various land people things. Uh, it almost looks like leftovers from a shipwreck, or this could have even been leftovers from the the people that had lived here long ago, things that they might have collected. Roll me um, a d6 twice, and if you get the same number, re-roll. Okay. Uh, a six and a two. You want to give me a perception check? Or investigations, rather, because this is a room full of treasure. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, not terrific. That would be a five. Okay. So the first thing that you notice is a, uh, a strange silver shiny object on the floor. Uh, it has uh, four prongs on the end of it and a long stem. Hmm... And you hear Sternbow say, Wow, look at that shiny who's it. How how big is it? I assume it's like... I, I assume I'm, I'm looking at a fork, but like... You are definitely looking at a fork. Okay. Um, so Paula just kind of picks it up and just goes, Huh. What do you think it is? I mean, it's shiny, so it's got to be worth something, but... It looks like a baby trident. I don't think tridents have babies, but... I mean, if they did... They'd certainly be really, really cute. Oh my gosh. You estimate that it's probably worth, I don't know, since you guys trade, it's, it's probably worth like two seashells. Yeah, it's not worth a ton. Um, he can't trade it for much. He kind of just puts it in his bag and she goes, well, at least it's something. Yeah. Maybe there's something else around here. There's a lot of, I assume, is there like wreckage in here? Like, is, you said it's part of a small room, so this is like partially collapsed? No, so this is like, um, it's just a small kind of room area. It looks like it was carved out of the coral. Oh, okay. Almost, it almost looks like at one point it was a storage room. Okay. Um, he's just kind of like, uh, not a lot here. Give me a, you can give me another uh, investigations check to see if you get this other one. Let's try it. Let's try a different die because they have not been gentle with me. There we go. Let's see. Well, it's better. It's a six. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I, I mean, I am, I, I would know that I'm doing some scavenging and find a place. Um, would it be, mm-hmm. would it be possible to think that I would cast enhance ability on myself before I start scavenging? I mean, you didn't say you would, but I'll allow it retroactively. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for the pity. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's try this. I'm, all right. I'm a kind and loving DM. Thank you. I believe that would be... I think it's Fox's cunning because it's what intelligence based. Um, so let's let's try that again. That's much better. It's a dirty twenty. Oh, that's a hundred percent better. You get kind of frustrated. You start kicking around stuff. You know, it mostly looks like junk. You know, you see like pieces of old driftwood and some rocks and well, you know, a couple of trash circles. You don't need any more of those. Ugh, um, garbage. But you then see. A small, somewhat rusted-looking metal cup, uh, kind of sitting propped up in the corner, like almost hidden out of view. Oh, what are you, little guy? He kind of just kind of picks it up. Oh, this I could trade for something half decent. Um, does it doesn't have any like filigree on it or any kind of anything special on it? Or is it just like a plain kind of rusted cup? Uh, it does appear to have some sort of uh, writing on the bottom of it. Oh. What languages do you speak? 
languages I speak. I speak Druidic, Sylvan, Primordial, Common. I think that's it. Yeah, just those four. So carved on the bottom in Primordial, it says freshly salted. Huh. Freshly salted. Weird. Huh. It's got to be worth something, at least half decent. So he kind of just tucks it back in, into his, his little, like, net satchel he's created. And, uh, you you know, you're feeling pretty satisfied that you probably found some of the better stuff in here. Stern kind of says to you, Well, that seems like a day's work. What do you say we go back and get drunk? I don't drink, you know that. Jeez. Well, I don't either, but, you know, we could get snacks. I do like snacks, though. Well, mmm... It's still pretty early. Maybe just a little deeper. Okay. We gotta go back the way we came in, then. Okay. I mean, we could always try the other path real quick. That's a great idea. They'll just kind of head back the way they came um, to that crossroads, as long as it's still available, which I wouldn't imagine it wouldn't be. He'll kind of yeah. go down that left path now. Okay, so as you get to the room where things branch off, give me a perception check. Sure. That's a ten. Uh, so you don't hear it, but as you get into that main room, a bright pink dolphin is hovering in the middle of this room, like, as if it's waiting for you. And it looks at you, and it makes a sound at you. But it's not a sound that you can understand, which is weird, because usually you can understand animals. Um, it kind of swims around Sapala in a circle and nudges him. Oh, uh, hi. Uh, hello. Oh, um, this way? And and it begins to lead you down that alternate path kind of urgently. It seems like it definitely wants you to follow it. You mean the path that I was I was going to go down anyways? You were starting to head down that way, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I'll just be like, okay, 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 uh, okay, I'm going. Why are you so excited? And he looked like, it looks like a full-grown adult. Like, it wouldn't be something that uh, an animal like, I couldn't talk to. Yep. Nope, it looks like a grown, a grown dolphin. Yep. Okay. Um, and I'm just like, uh, okay, okay. And I'll start swimming. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think it's a fair question. What is my, what is my tr- normal trust level with dolphins? I mean, do I have like, are they fairly trustworthy historically? That's definitely a you question. Fair enough. I mean, one would always trust a dolphin, especially one that is pink. So I'm just going to go with it. He's just like, you're so cute. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so he starts following this dolphin. Uh, and we're going to go ahead into a skills challenge here. Because as the dolphin leads you into this left offshoot, you realize that there are several pathways. And if you get lost, you might lose the dolphin. So obviously there's no initiative because it's 1v1. The way that 1v1 skill challenges work, uh, you can't use the same skill twice in a row, but you can use it multiple times throughout the skills challenge. Okay. Um, I'm not going to tell you how many successes you need, but I will tell you that you can only have three failures. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> in, in that case, uh, bring it on. Okay. Uh, so the dolphin starts kind of busting ahead of you, you come into this larger anteroom that you didn't expect, and it has six openings. But the dolphin starts speeding ahead. What do you do? Since I've still technically got my, my fox's cunning still at my enhanceability, um, I'm going to do a investigation check, I think, to start off, to see if okay. I can figure out which one looks like it's the most traveled or, or the most stable, I guess, to go through. Okay, yeah, I'll allow an investigation check for that. Okay. Wow, okay. That's a seven. 
I'm going to assume that's a fail. I'm really not uh, good at the investigation yeah, unfortunately, thing. Unfortunately, that is a fail. Uh, so you start heading down one tunnel, and that tunnel utterly collapses. Uh, and the dolphin kind of has to headbutt you out of the way. And it starts trying to, like, pull you down one of the other pathways with it while, like, making that strange sound that you can't understand. It's not like any kind of dolphin song you've ever heard. Uh, okay then. Obviously he would just... Oh, thanks. Uh, alright, let's try somewhere else. Um, and, uh, let me see about trying a... I mean, since the dolphin's trying to, like, push me to a certain direction, mm-hmm. um, can I try animal handling and see if I can tell what path he wants me to kind of follow down? Sure, yeah, I'll allow that. Oh, that's so much better. Um, 22? Yeah, that's absolutely a success. Thank God. (laughs) The dolphin's body language is fully drawing you to, like, the center one here. And there's a sort of feel about it as you head towards this middle way. Like, you get a feeling of almost, like, familiarity as if someone is calling to you. But you don't hear anything with your ears. It's almost like you've been here before, like a deja vu sort of feeling. Oh, okay. And the dolphin kind of bursts ahead of you down this this hallway, and you know you you figure out that that's the hallway it wants you to go down to. Okay, then he'll start kind of going down that hallway. If it if it feels like something I've been here before, can I do a history check to see if I've yes. got like okay? Thank you, Fox is cunning. It's still a plus one either way, but it doesn't matter. At least it's advantage. Oh my god, I just I can't. Okay, um, it's an eight. No, Belly. <laughs> this is until I am a wise person. I am not a smart person. I've made that clear. I, for some reason, I'm just gonna go with it. Thinking advantage will be helpful. Nope, not not that kind of not the kind of game we're playing here, folks. Not not gonna so work. So you are like, where was this place before? Where was this place? And you just can't remember for the life of you. And that's really all that happens for a little bit. You kind of mentally drift off and you realize the dolphin's gotten further ahead of you you notice that this hallway seems to go uh, like down like it seems to be going deeper into these ruins oh okay Uh, and the dolphin is quite a bit ahead of you now you can hear it still making those sounds though like calling for you okay um in that case since i actually have like dark vision i can see in the dark as i'm kind of going down i i would like pull out like some some phosphorescent algae of something just to like kind of keep it semi lit. Okay. Um but I let me try with a perception check to try to make sure I can keep following. Sure, perfect. Okay. Wisdom. Wisdom. Come on, wisdom. Okay. Not an amazing roll, but I have a, a stronger check. Uh that's be a 17. That'll succeed. Uh so you pull this algae out of your pocket and it starts to be a, begin to light the way, which is good because it started to get darker. You can kind of just see ahead of you the the glow of the dolphin's pink shiny body ahead of you. Uh, and it's calling and calling and calling for you. You manage to catch up with it a little bit, but it's still kind of ahead of you. And as you swim on, you start to feel that the water is getting colder and you're definitely getting deeper. This might be the deepest you've ever really been in these runes. Um, and you're starting to also get a sensation... Like, all the hairs on your arms are starting to stand up, and you'd think it's not just because of the cold, because this area almost feels, like, almost, like, alive with magic. Like, this isn't like a, oh, I feel like animals are here. This is like, ooh, this is something else kind of a feeling. Huh. Okay. I mean, at that point, I mean, if it's it's a, it almost feels like it's, this place is, like, heavy with magic, I mean, 
I assume that I would, I would, you know, have that kind of sense of, of if, like, obviously when I'm scavenging, if I find something that looks kind of, gives off kind of a vibe, I'd like have to, I'd check it with the detect magic. Could I try to use that to try to like find my way to whatever the source of it is? Like, can I use? I mean, it would be an arcana skill. Do you want to try doing that? I mean, intelligence skills have only done well for me so far. So oh God. that is up um, to you. You can do whatever you like. You can no, use whatever think... skill that you think will get you successfully through the skills challenge. I mean, I've got two failures so far. So let's let's try something a little different. Okay. Can I incite the dolphin to make sure it's not like leading me to like my death? Yeah. Because yeah, you sure can. Yeah. Okay. Because if this ever was gonna, something was ever going to betray you, I feel like a pink dolphin might be the thing. <laughs> sure. Not judging dolphins. The pink dolphin the color, or, betrayed me. <laughs> or not judging the dolphins or the color pink. I just, I just feel like something so adorable is either all sugar and spice, or will murder you in your sleep. <laughs> or will really murder you nice. Okay, sure. <laughs> Let's try this dice instead and pray. I understand. I. Get this dolphin. Gods. What do you got, Billy? Okay. That's a nine. Why, Billy? (laughs) It was a wisdom skill. I thought I had it. (laughs) My d20s are like, no, no thank you. Not tonight, good sir. (laughs) Unfortunately, that is a skills challenge fail. You're staring kind of at the dolphin to try and figure out, like, what it feels. And you're so focused on trying to understand what it feels that you don't see it disappearing. Uh, The dolphin kind of vanishes before you as if through the wall. And you're kind of left in the darkness in this shaft by yourself. Not entirely sure where you were going to begin with. Oh, fish. (laughs) And Stern goes, well, what the fuck do we do now? Uh... Well, this place feels pretty heavy with magic. Maybe I can figure out where to go. Um, and I'm going to, like, take a, f- uh, stand there and, and, uh, cast detect magic and see if I can find, like, uh, a stronger direction the magic is flowing, maybe? Sure. What does dire- uh, detect magic look like for Sapala? He'll pick at the air with his thumb and, f- uh, po- um, index finger before he kind of collects his fingers, um, kind of splays them out like a puff of smoke. Mm-hmm. As sort of this sort of uh, somatic casting, and he sort of feels this almost the water kind of almost flow over his eyes, kind of changes to like color in the tint of his eyes. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks around to kind of see kind of the flow of the magic in the air. So the water overcomes his eyes, and you immediately see a trail of light uh, leading down this tunnel and straight ahead of you. Really, the light is is like pinkish, almost like the same color as what the dolphin was. But it seems to lead directly into a wall, which is quite strange. Uh, he'll go over to the wall. Is the wall itself giving off magic, or does it feel mundane? Um, the wall itself, as you get closer, um, you see that it's not actually a wall. It's It just looks like a wall. It looks oh, like it's fake, like false. Okay, so if I if I kind of, like, kind of magically cursor over the, the, the wall, what type of magic am I getting? You're probably getting illusion. Okay. Uh, good to know. And I kind of look at Stern and just goes, this, this wall isn't a wall. And I, oh. he'll kind of just reach out with a hand. Your hand goes through. Whoa. He pulls it back. He goes, okay. 
Didn't well, what's in there? Hand. What do you think? Is it? Do you think maybe it's a magic treasure vault or something? I mean, if we found a magic treasure vault, oh my gosh, do you know how, how much stuff we could trade for? We would be so fucking rich. We gotta go in there. We gotta look. I mean, it would have us get by for quite a while. We may as well. Uh, do you know how many snacks that a big treasure bust will sell for us? A lot? Yeah. So go on. Uh, may as well. Uh, here we go. He'll kind of, like, kind of swim into it. So you swim through. Uh, and for a second, it takes your eyes a, a moment to adjust because it goes from being very dark around you to like a small shaft of light. You find yourself in a very open, almost grotto-y sort of structure. Um, and just a shaft of light is coming from the top. It's, it's a very tall sort of room. And the shaft of light appears to be heading down towards the floor of this grotto area. Um, give me a perception check. Let's see if I can do that. Okay, yeah, that's a dirty 20. The dirty 20, you most definitely see in the shaft of light what appears to be a very old, somewhat barnacle-encrusted trident cropped almost in this light as if it was meant to be on display. Oh, wow. I can get a whole of a sea cucumber bread for something like that. Great. I think maybe even more. I mean, let's not get greedy, but yeah, maybe. And he kind of swims over. Okay. Um, it kind of looks at it. Maybe kind of. I mean, is it is it is it on an altar? Is it kind of just like stuck in the ground there? It's kind of stuck in the sand there, like almost half buried. Okay. He'll kind of look. I mean, if, as long as it doesn't look like it's trapped or anything. Um. Give me an investigation check to see if you think it looks trapped. Investigation, my number one skill. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Mother trucker. Yeah, that's a seventeen. Doesn't look trapped to you. Not great at finding things, but when I find them, I will know if they are trapped. Okay. This is the pattern I have created. Do you reach towards it? Is it is it is it butt end in the ground, or is it is it like trident end pointing into it's, the ground? It's uh butt end into the ground. Okay. Yeah, he'll he'll try to grab it with with a hand and try to pull it out. So you reach towards it, and as you do, from seemingly nowhere, uh, the pink dolphin reappears between you and the weapon. It makes that strange sound again and starts swimming around you and then around the, the trident. He kind of jumps back for a second, seeing the, the dolphin kind of, I, I guess, kind of like just kind of circle him all of a sudden. He's like, whoa, uh, hi again. Uh, where did you come from this time? So she kind of gets up. So she's like basically nose to nose with you. And she puts her forehead on your forehead. Uh, give me a constitution save. Oh god. Magic pink dolphin. Betrayal is evident. Okay. That's not terrible. That's a 12? That's enough. Uh, you just feel a warmth where the dolphin is touching your forehead. And then in your mind, you hear a woman's voice. It's sort of motherly, feminine, and instantly recognizable. And the voice says, Do I recognize it? You recognize it as having been in your dream. And then the dolphin kind of pulls away, uh, swims around you, swims around the triton again. And then disappears. Like, in front of you, just dematerializes. Like, over the top of the triton. And the triton, as the dolphin kind of disperses, in a sort of magical dust, 
starts to kind of take on a very ethereal sort of glow. Stern, I know you don't have eyes, but please tell me you saw that. Yeah, I, I did fucking see that. I did. That's some magic shit right there. What did it say to you when it booped you? It, it was the woman from my dream. What? She said, find me. I don't know. I, I... Uh, anyways, um, we may as well just get this thing and, and get out of here. And he, he reaches for the, the trident um, and, and gra- grips at it to try to pull it out. Okay. Give me another constitution save. That's a natural one. Cool. Okay, let me roll the fail scale for you. Were there ever to be a time to roll the fail scale? <laughs> Donka Shane dice. Boy, it's now. <laughs> oh. This, oh this episode is sponsored by Natural Ones. Natural <laughs> Ones. They're going to happen. <laughs> so that's a 93%. Are you kidding me? I am super not. Um, <laughs> Do I explode? <laughs> Do I explode? You don't. Uh, but for a second, your head, your eyes kind of roll back into your head. There's a bright flash of light that's practically blinding. Um, and for a second, you... Uh, you have to squint your eyes shut in order not to be completely and totally blinded um, by this light. And you take two radiant damage as you're essentially blinded by the brilliance of this weapon. In your do hand... I, I'm sorry, I was going to say, do I get thrown back by it? or like, You don't. My hand- you don't. Uh, your hand feels very warm suddenly. And you swear it doesn't feel like you're holding a triton, triton anymore. It feels like you're holding a woman's hand. Um, it's a small hand, and the woman uh, kind of shows herself to you in your mind. You see this beautiful, um, almost elvish-looking, like underwater-looking elf woman. Um, she very she gives off a very maternal sort of feel, and she looks at you, and she's got these uh, beautiful streaks of pink, like coral, in her hair. And swimming around her in a circle is a very familiar-looking pink dolphin. Uh, and this woman says to you, Welcome, child. I'm so glad you found me. You're... You're the woman from my dream. Yes. I knew you'd come. Who... Who are you? I am called Trishna. Trishna? I used to be a goddess, but I have been forgotten. And sealed away here. This trident is all that's left of me. Who... Who sealed you away? Who did this to you? I know not. All I know is... I so deeply miss my husband. Your husband? I so deeply miss him. But I feel... I feel I cannot remember his name. I have lost so much of me here. I just know he exists still. Somewhere. Will you help me? Steph? Yeah? Question. Answer. Well, we'll see. Um, Trishna. Mm-hmm? She said she used to be a god. Do I... Does that name sound familiar to me at all? Roll me a religion check. Another intelligence skill. <laughs> My old foe. That is a seven. <laughs> Wait, is it a seven? Hold on. I actually have to look at numbers. I just assume it's just... Plus one to everything. Yeah, it's a what? It's a seven. That would be a seven. One hundred thousand percent. So, oh, good. 
I'm um, a wizard, no, right? You have zero idea. You've never heard of this person before. <laughs> you did not pay very good attention when you were in chapel, when you were going to school at the orphanage. Nope, not really. Uh, didn't come up. Um, he kind of looks at her, and in, in, in terms of scale, in terms of size, is she the same size as me? Is she smaller? Is she like a giant woman? She is, uh, you're like six feet, right? Uh, actually, I'm like five foot one. Oh, okay. Well, she's about six feet and slender, um, with sort of like a mermaid kind of tail. Uh, she's rather beautiful, and you feel very warm and kind of welcomed by her presence. I mean, I assume I've never really seen an elf before, so, like, she's just kind of this bizarre, beautiful-looking creature to yeah. me. I mean, mer-elves mer do exist. Like, aquatic okay. elves do exist. Oh, right. Um, but she's the the biggest one you've ever seen. Usually they're quite small. Okay. In that case, he just kind of stares at her, and he just goes, So you've been calling me to try to help you? Yes. I knew your heart was good. And I knew that I needed you. Things are going to be emotional. And I'm not the only one that needs you. What do you mean? The time has come. I need you to help restore my memories and my body. I mean, you've got a body in front of me, like... This is just in your mind. Oh. Um, how... How can I help you? Uh, uh... A god help you get your memories of your body back. The more followers, the more people that believe in me, the more of me that will return. I need you to tell my story. I need people to know that I exist. Oh, uh, well, I, I, I do like to talk. Um, sure, I, I could tell people about you. I, I've never like. Wait a minute. Does wait? Are you saying I'm like? I'm like. I have to, like, help you rebuild, like, a religion? Is that is that what's going on here? Sort of. But it doesn't have to be quite that intense. Believing in me is enough. Knowing I exist and knowing my name sometimes is enough. But the more people that know about me, the more of me that will return. That's all I know. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You're, I mean, this isn't, like, one of those, like, I'm accidentally reviving, like, a bad god, right? I mean, you tell me if you're a bad, right? Because you've got to tell me if you're a bad god. She kind of laughs in a, like, tinkling sort of way, like a... <laughs> no, my child. I am the goddess of fidelity and play. I will not harm you. Fidelity and play? I know what play means, but what's what's fidelity? To be good to the one that you love the most. Oh. For instance, to not hurt your husband or wife, your spouse. So you're like a love goddess, then? I suppose that's how you could say it. Well, uh, I, I don't know if I'd be a great pick for you then. I mean, I've never really had someone to, like, you know, I've never been married. I'm not, I'm too young to be married. I mean, I'm, I'm not too young. I'm, I'm, I am a... Very firm adult. I have been a, an adult for a whole season, but I I am not currently married. Nor am I planning on. Well, I mean, I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I've never found the right person. Um, but anyways, I, I'm not married. Am I? Am I? Is that is that okay? You will one day, and that's okay as long as your heart is full of love. 
And it is. I guess. Um. Good. Then it's settled. Okay. And she kind of taps you on your forehead, and you feel a very warm sensation throughout your whole body. It kind of brings like memories back of like being held as a child, sort of thing. It's a very like maternal, very affectionate, warm kind of feeling. And uh, you open your eyes with kind of like a gasp, and you realize that you're just standing there, and you're not in that space where she was just standing anymore. And you're holding the trident in your hand. Uh, is it pulled out, or is it still? Yeah, you have it in uh, your hand. He kind of l- takes it with both hands and kind of looks at it, and just goes, "Wow!" And he kind of he kind of flips it around in his in his hand for a second, like turns it in the water, and she goes, "I know how to use this. I, holy crap." Stern, I know other spells. I... What? Whoa. Oh, you oh, fucking kidding oh, me? Oh, wow. Um, he, like, like he's got, like, he puts his, his palm to his forehead like he's got an ice cream headache. Um, he just goes, oh, there's so, so much more. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. <laughs> and you don't have very much time to be impressed with yourself because as you're standing there going, oh, wow, and holding the trident in your hand, the trident starts to kind of pull. You get the sensation that the trident is tugging you on your arm as you hold it. Ugh. Ugh. Uh. Okay. I'm going in a direction. Um. Ow. Okay. Um. And it essentially starts dragging you through the water. Like, if you don't go with it, it's just going to start dragging you. I mean, I I kind of hold it with two hands and kind of like Thor hammer style yeah. that like lead me yeah. and like basically, drag me along. That's that's basically what starts to happen. It kind of yeah. drags you behind it through the water and it pulls you into a darker, colder part of this grotto. It takes like a sudden right turn, drops you down about forty feet, drags you about sixty feet ahead, and you're like in this underground sort of tunnel, and it pops you up into like what would be an underwater cave. But there's a pocket of air here. And as you pop up and the, the area is kind of lit up, you see that there's a very massive chunk of ice in front of you. And it's kind of reflecting the sunlight in a beautiful sort of way. And the trident stops pulling. But in the back of your head you hear, Help here too. And then the voice and the warmth is gone, and the trident seems still. And Stern goes, What the fuck was that? Oh, you heard it too? Oh, good. Okay. I'm glad I'm not crazy. Uh, I'm, think I'm a follower or a, or a worshiper of a, a different goddess now? What? Okay, if you say so. Kind of say so, yeah. Um, he kind of looks at the, the trident. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, now that I kind of got it in my hands, you said it was kind of an old caked over kind of trident. Yeah, it's kind of rusty looking. It's got a lot of um, dead barnacles on it. Nobody's alive here, just leftovers and, you know, just growth. Okay. Um, He kind of, like, sets it on the edge of the water, or, like, the edge of, like, the, I guess, the landing of wherever I am. Um, And Sapala kind of gets up, but he he sits on the edge for a second and kind of takes a breath, and he's like, oh, boy, what did I just get myself into? Oh, well. He kind of gets up and very kind of laissez-faire, kind of just kind of stands up and looks at what exactly help here too is. Uh, give me a perception check or an investigation check, whichever is better for you in this case. I think we both know it's perception. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Dirty 20. Ahead of you in this ice, you can see 
beyond the beautiful sparkling of the light as it hits it, that there appears to be a humanoid shape within the ice. Is is that a... That can't be. Is that a person? He kind of, like, puts his hand on, like, the, like the, the ice and kind of, like, wipes off any frost on it. Yeah, as you wipe it off, it still continues to look humanoid. It's not any kind of humanoid you've ever encountered, but definitely looks like a person. Who is this? He's kind of like, he's staring at it, and he's not sure what to make of it. Like, he knows it's a, a humanoid person of some kind, but, like, they're trapped in the ice. Um, I mean, he was told to help here, and he's happy to help as he's kind of, I guess, sort of divinely interventioned into the situation. Um, like, how how thick uh, how thick is the ice seeming from, like, where he is to where that figure is? It seems pretty thick. And for a guy who lives underwater, fire spells are not a staple. Um, I mean, I've got shape water. Technically, I can freeze water. Could mm-hmm. I possibly unfreeze it in chunks? You could definitely try. Is that was, Would that be a, a check of some kind to make sure I do it carefully? Or like a, a just kind of... Uh, for shape water, that's a cantrip, correct? It is, in fact. Tell me what that would look like for him trying to shape this water. Mechanically, shape water, technically, you can freeze water in, mm-hmm. in a five-foot area mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. So it would basically be kind of the opposite. So he kind of takes his his fist and pressed it, press it to the water um, and slowly kind of, like, unclench his fist to kind of try to get the, the water to sort of separate from a solid mass. Okay. So you put your fist to this ice and slowly open your palm. And as you do so, you hear a crack massively along this this iceberg and then another crack and then another crack and then the whole cave is rumbling as the ice begins to collapse in around you there's a bright flash of light and you hear a yell and that's where we're going to leave Zapala's story tonight thank you for tuning in to Standard Array Help our show grow by leaving us a review on your podcast player of choice and sharing us with your friends, players, and DMs. Also, please make sure to follow us on social media or on our Discord server for our next adventure. Links are in this episode's description. 